0: Or so. Okay, I was gonna say there. I, I, I did. I did get a message about that. Yeah, yesterday. no,
1: it's uh, something must okay. have happened. So we're gonna take okay. a look. Um, normally, when I get that message, I like get dressed and I rush right back to the building. I'll be honest, with you, yesterday I was like, Nah, I can wait. It, that won't hold.
0: Making them wait, making them wait yeah, for it. It's like
1: okay. that one's gonna hold. I didn't want to do it. Okay. Yeah, I, uh, I was like, Nah, I'm not going back to the building for that one. It was because I didn't get the message until pretty late, or at least I didn't see it until pretty late. We do have a thousand dollars pack uh, pass out every single hour this uh, this morning. You'll get your first one here momentarily, buddy. You picked the wrong Cavaliers game to go to.
0: I know it, dude. I know it. I uh, I'm pissed at the Cavaliers
1: right now. Okay, I not pissed, but I bet some money last night and I took the line at eight. I took the Cavs giving up eight because the line the other night was like six. They got I don't know if you want to call it blown out, but they got like dismantled the other night. And so what Vegas does is like okay now we're gonna we're gonna put the spread you know a little further. The, you know what I mean? To try to lure people into betting Indiana. Now, you don't beat LeBron James twice in a row on his home court after, especially the way they lost the other night. I figured the Cavs would win. And when they came out, uh, like, and so I bet the game before the first quarter. And so they come out in the first quarter, and I'm thinking, great, they're on a 20 nothing
0: run. Or Just something guns like that. blazing, yeah. It
1: was like 20 to nothing. And then next thing you know, like I said, I got it at 8. What the game end? 197 or something like yeah, that?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three like, points there. It
1: was, it was like a three-point thing. Like, so I, and I, I said it before the end of the fourth quarter. I said, dude, this, is, this right here is – I can't believe the Pacers are going to cover this bet. I'm sick to myself right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, eight points is kind of a lot in the NBA, but like – it's within the margin of error for Vegas. You know what I'm saying? Like, sure. I, I really was surprised they did that, too. I, uh, I I couldn't necessarily fault you for making that bet yesterday. I, uh,
1: and sure enough, my buddy and I who bet it together right. are sitting there watching it together, and he said to me, and he always says to me, now he bets way more sports than I do, but we both bet quite a bit. And we were actually talking about the former NBA um, official who wrote that book. Is it Tim Donaghy? Yep. Is that that, that, that guy's name? We were actually talking about that book while watching that game and sure enough at the at the end of the fourth quarter you found us both going okay well look dude like this is it this is like dude if you bet enough games you can see it it's like dude this game should have never been this close. Things are just
0: tightening up. I don't know if I'm going to put that on a point shaving referee or if I'm going to put that on a, a Cleveland Cavaliers team that just isn't functioning very well right now. Now uh, you
1: seem to be a little thrilled with them last night via Twitter I, to me I, I thought they'd look terrible
0: uh, what, 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 I, I will not say that I'm thrilled with the Cavaliers right now what I will Say is I'm very at peace with the Cavaliers right now. Yeah, that was your tweet. So what does uh-huh. that mean? What I what what I mean by that is that like. Number one, I think I've accepted who they are this year and like to, 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 to go into it with like, well, dude, it's a guarantee that the Cavs are going to walk into the finals again. Not a guarantee. And like, I think now that I've like seen them play two playoff games, it's like, okay, the team isn't as good as they were in the past. That's just true. And, and with that being said, I think I've, I've kind of shifted my expectations from like, from like man, the Cavs guaranteed to go to the finals. That's all that matters into now. It's like, all right, well, that's not who the team is. And to have that expectation, expectation, I'm going to be disappointed. So now it's just like, I'm watching my favorite team play play playoff sports. You know what I'm saying? And there should be something celebrated about that. Like, I get it. The Super Bowl is the most important game. I'm not denying that, but your team making that run, there's something about like being a part of, of, of that. And like, if, if this all ends up where the Cavs get beat by the Pacers in the first round and LeBron James leaves and the Cavaliers go back to being a piss poor basketball team again, I'm still going to love the Cavs. I'll still be in on them. I'll still want to watch games and still be a, part of it. So like the championship was obviously the orgasm and everything is going to always look a little bit like, well, it's not as good as that. And it's like, well, of course it's not as good as that. And if that's the only payoff I get in my sports life of like being a fan and and, and caring about this team and that's my one orgasm, I'm not going to look back on the years that follow of like, oh, well, those were awful. It's like, no, they they just weren't as good.
1: Uh, Well, that's a good outlook to have. And because I got to tell you, watching them last night, they are one superstar away from being a complete disaster of a team.
0: I mean, disaster. I mean, people, people are talking about like, well, if LeBron leaves, are they going to stick with Kevin Love and try to build around him? Of course not. Oh, oh, of course not. At that point, it's a complete and utter all of everything. And like, that's okay. Like, and, and people want to talk about like, well, boy, would they have been better with Kyrie Irving? No, because he would be, his, his knee would be getting, you know, surgically repaired. Would They have been better with Isaiah Thomas. No, because his hip would have been getting surgically repaired. So like, At the end of the day, the Cavaliers took the bat off their shoulder, they swung it, and whether they hit it or they miss it, I'm not going to fault the team for for, for being where they are right now.
1: The thing I noticed last night while watching that game, and again, I bet it, so I was like intensely watching it. The thing I, and I kept saying it out loud where I was watching it, uh, you know, amongst friends, that if this whole thing ends up, with we with us losing LeBron and keeping Tyloo, this is a disaster. You are going to honestly, dude. That guy can't coach a uh, late have been out keep,
0: two years. Keep keep, keep Tyloo next year, then. If if, if you're going to go with an all new roster and you're trying to bottom out so that you can get another high draft pick, keep Tyloo. You know what I'm saying? Like at that point, it doesn't. It, well, you're not. You're,
1: you're never going to lure another good coach here without LeBron James. Without, like,
0: without something, with, with, without you know, and obviously there's going to be guys that are looking for opportunities to establish themselves as coaches. Yeah, but you're, I mean, you're not going to you're not going to pull in any superstar talent with LeBron James. You've had a hard enough time doing it with him,
1: right? Exactly, right. And so, like, I was sitting there watching this thing last night, and I'm like, wait a minute, dude. Like, these guy, everybody's all excited to get these guys. What Larry Nance have four point? I mean, whatever it was. I was just like, I, I know people are excited because they're in the playoffs, and people keep saying this to me: the Cavs are going to be fine, and I need somebody to define fine to me because they're not winning a title it's a it's obvious if you're struggling with indiana you're not winning a title
0: right like we've all seen that now is is fine to you competing in playoff series i mean well that
1: i'm asking for their definition because people keep saying to me it's like well what is fine though because like when you're talking about because what i think that they mean is that they're going to make a serious contention for the nba title meaning six games in the finals
0: um, and, I think that's still in the cards, but I don't necessarily see that being the likely outcome.
1: I think it's a possibility. I don't think it's a probability. And I think they just, they looked, honestly, even though they came out and they like blew out the first quarter, they still didn't look good. And for that game to have pulled that close in the end, I personally think it's because welcome to the NBA. Because, again, they were telling me about that Tim Donaghy book, and they were like, dude, ev- that guy, they bet on every single Thing in that game. And he was talking, I guess, in the book. He talks about how if they bet the over, what they do is they start calling fouls early. So get everybody in the bonus early. Get people at the free throw because all these guys in the NBA, most of them can shoot free throws fairly well. So you pretty much can bet on the fact that the over is going to be. And so when I was watching it, I was like, dude, this something's happening here. I don't know what it is, but that defensive breakdown late in that game, I mean, what a disaster. Like, they are nowhere near a title contending team. That's the way I felt last night watching it, having watched them win. Like, having watched them win, I just, they're not even remotely close. More Stansberry Show next on Rock 106.9.
2: Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword LUCK to 200, 200. You'll get a text-confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's LUCK to 200-200. Rock one oh six nine. One
1: oh six nine. Welcome back to the Sandberg Show on Rock One oh six nine. Another thousand dollars passed out at seven ten this morning. Fantone, I know you're on the edge of your seat, wondering, curious, need to know. Okay,
2: yeah,
0: dude, I bought the whole seat, but I only need the edge. I only need the edge. <laughs> okay. but, uh No, I, uh, dude, the golf game pretty good. Really?
1: Yeah. No, I bought that new driver. Now I'm struggling a little bit with that, but not bad. Like it's like, all right, we, we, I need to find perfectly square in the face. But when I hit that thing yesterday, and hit it well man is it long. Okay. Jesus is it long. Okay. It's dude, I'm renaming it Rod Jeremy. Jeez. It's going to be the name. That's going to be the name. Beater North, maybe.
0: Now, when we're talking about, you know, you're adding extra yards onto the stroke here, like, what are we talking about? An extra five yards? No, no, no. no. I bet this club's at least 10 to 15 yards long. Really? Putting yeah. an extra 10, 10 yeah. yards on there? Long. That's 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 worth long. a lot, right?
1: There's a, So, I, I I was at the piling yesterday, and uh, hole number 10 is a very tricky tee shot. Okay. And you You can either draw it in or you can just set up differently and and try to go over the treetops and and get it there. So most of the time, I don't do that. But I was out there yesterday, a little slow, ready to play. I was like, let's try it. And sure enough, dude, smoked it. Put myself about 40 yards away from the green. Jeez. Chipped up, made birdie.
0: It's Nice, it's nice. It's good, it's good. good. You're getting into really the like season that. right now. You know what I'm saying? Well, Feeling good. I, somebody
1: needs to tell the weatherman because well, it's
0: like, dude, it's supposed to snow today. I know, dude. I think Friday's when it starts to like finally start to make yeah. that, that that inevitable crawl up. I'll be trying to choke the life
1: out of Dave Matthews Friday <laughs> as I'm at the Agora. I don't want to be. I, I like. I don't normally like hate having to go to my second job. I normally don't like. I normally don't hate it. But this weekend, I told Fantone this morning when I walked in here, I was like, "Dude, if I don't get fired from the Agora this weekend, it's a miracle." <laughs> like, dude, my attitude towards it is not good. It's not. I don't want. I don't want any part of it. I don't. And I don't dislike Dave Matthews. That's not what it's about. Right. It's just. I just. I. I, I, I. Saturday will be a little bit better. We're back to a traditional show. We got Papa Roach in the house Saturday night.
0: Okay. So that'll be pretty good. Okay. You know yeah, I mean? dude, that'll be a big money night for you. I would think. I would think so. I, I think, think so. Yeah. I would think most Papa Roach fans of drinking age, you know what I'm saying? It's not like some shows you go to and everyone's so young, it's like, well, the bartender's probably not making any money. But like Papa Roach, I mean, most, you know. We should do all right. Yeah,
1: yeah so. we should do all right, I would imagine. I'm reading this crazy story out of Marin County where a man is representing himself in court. And anytime, even if I see it in a movie or TV show, I'm like, dude, what are you thinking? Like, you're an idiot.
0: That's one of the pieces of advice that I will always give, no matter what situation you find yourself in. If you're in court, get a lawyer.
1: So when I got in a little bit of trouble,
0: yeah.
1: uh, when, I was, uh, when I was pulled over for driving when I should not have been, um, it was suggested to me by a few, more than a couple of people, that... At the end of the day dude there's for what you did there's not there's only so much wiggle room blah 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 just why why are you going to spend another $1000 on a lawyer save yourself the money. And so then I started calling around to people who I knew who had one and started finding out their stories. And to a man they all said to me, "Dude, you nuts? Like are you nuts? The judge knows what you're doing." They know you're trying to get out of that, and they can give you stiffer penalties than they normally do, which is what's going to happen to you. And so sure enough, I called a buddy of mine who then you know got me hooked up with, with a great attorney and got me a good deal on it. But I, I, that made sense to me where I was like, oh, yeah, like you're not going to skirt the system.
0: At the end of the day, um, uh, courts and the legal process are a very confusing thing. There's a reason why you have to be highly trained to work in those fields, and it's because it is such a complex thing to have somebody that's an advocate on your side that you are paying for. Who understands. To, uh, right, to understand the jargon, to have to have relationships with the, with the, with the prosecuting attorneys or, or whatever you're dealing with there. And I'm saying whether this is a criminal offense, whether it's a civil offense, whether this is a divorce, whatever you're talking about here. Get a lawyer. I mean, I just paid somebody to do my taxes. Like, if
1: that's the case, because I want a grown-up doing that, then I want a grown-up representing me. Somebody to hold your hand. Somebody to represent me in the courtroom. Now, I bring this up to tell you that a guy is representing himself, and this is not good. And Isel Lewis is his name. He's only 26 years old. And it's a pretty serious charge he's being accused of. Okay, It's rape. Jeez, He's being charged with rape. He's representing himself because he says the this case is easy. He said it, this is cut and dried. It, it, you've never, you could never have an easier time figuring out that I'm innocent. That's why he says I didn't even need a lawyer. <sighs> the world's gonna know I'm innocent, and he's got what he feels like is the perfect. Perfect piece of evidence.
0: Um, Indisputable proof. I know sounds like, well, dude, this is it. I can prove that. It's not. Still, you need to get a lawyer, but I'd love to know why this what this dude's got here.
1: Well, if he had indisputable proof, my guess is we're probably not talking about it. Right, (laughs) right, right, right. right. We've reached
0: the point where charges have been filed, right? Cops just, you know, it's okay. All right.
1: He says that he could not be the attacker. Could not be the rapist. And I even hate to do this because I don't want anybody thinking I'm making light of uh, of rape. Right. But he cannot be the rapist because he is 26 and a good-looking guy. And the alleged victim is 300 pounds. And so he's saying, why am I going to go rape a 300-pound person? Jeez. Now, I think he would have been better served, A, to not use this argument at all, but B if you were going to go crazy route, isn't it judge? Look at me. I can't physically overpower her versus I'm good looking. And she's not, you don't rape people like that. Like go to the, I could not overpower her physically. I can't as a desperate Hail Mary attempt.
0: Right, 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 right. Right. When at the end of the day, really what we're saying here is that like, dude, this, this guy probably raped her. You know what I'm saying? Okay. 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 Um, I think he did. So, I mean, I think there's a lot of people who do have that misconception about sexual assault, though, that it's strictly like, I find you so attractive, I can't help myself. It's
1: got nothing to do with that.
0: That's I think that's what a lot of people expect it to be. That like that, like one day that there's a a woman so attractive to you that walks by, you just automatically, there's just a trigger of like pulls out your penis. And I
1: want to change what I said, because I said it has nothing to do with that. And I think that there are probably cases where that does happen, where somebody does get like tricked by like, you know what I mean? By that. And like, oh my God, I just can't take it anymore. And that happens more often than not. Rape and sexual assault is about power. It has nothing even to do with sex. That's why when we talk about this, sometimes you'll hear me say, like, I don't even understand, like, why that would be sexual to you or why you could even be aroused during that. Because it's like if if somebody's resisting to you and that's what they're aroused by is the power, the fact that their power is overpowering somebody else. It's not the sex. And so I would agree with you that that's not the case more often than not. It's just if you're going to use this stupid excuse. I go to I couldn't have physically been able to do it.
0: Yeah, I think this is like, you know, everyone has this like preconceived notation of what you know, sexual assault is, that it's 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 behind a dumpster. You know, I I saw something someone talking the other day on Facebook about like well, can a husband really rape his wife? And it's like, well, of course. Like, of course. Like, these, these, these things aren't, as soon as you do, as soon as you have sex with somebody that isn't consenting with Dude, you.
1: But this is what's crazy, is that you grew up in America where people didn't think that that was true.
0: That's insane. That's crazy to me.
1: Like, and this is what I'm always telling you, because people always go, well, general consensus. And it's like, well, public opinion can be wrong. Public opinion was wrong. Has on, been wrong. Yeah. Public opinion was wrong on interracial marriage. It was wrong on integrating the schools. It was wrong, dude. It was wrong on uh, on blacks serving in the military. It, dude, general, dude, general opinion's been wrong, honestly, more times than not. Normally, public opinion is a disaster, and we have to be dragged to the place we should be. So I, yeah, I I, I I get what you're saying there. I can't believe a guy would have been so dumb to look at a judge of all people, right. And go, dude, I'm too good looking for this crime. First of all, no man is that good looking. None of us. Not even like, dude. You can take Brad Pitt without the makeup. People, he's not even that good looking. Where it's like, oh, I, I would, I, I I'm beyond this. Roblo. All right, maybe Roblo. <laughs> all right,
0: maybe Roblo. I'm
1: saying Roblo probably doesn't have to sexually assault anybody because well, he's got a willing dude right here ready to do it. Yeah, I would gay out for Roblo. I would. Yeah, I would. if I could do it all over, I would. I would sleep more last night and not admit that I would gay out for Roblo. Really if I was going to do it all over that's 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 where it would be more Stansberry show maybe next on Rock 1069
2: the Stansbury Show Kenton's Rock station Rock 1069 it's nine
1: welcome back to the Stansbury Show we're on Rock 1069. Maslin good news I'll be in uh, your hood this Saturday from 11 to 1 I'll be at the Dunkin' Donuts 3920 Erie Street South Maslin this uh, coming Saturday 11 to one. I'll be uh, loaded down with Dunkin' Donuts gift cards, obviously. I'll have uh, some Bill Engvall comedy tickets for his show that night at the Count uh, at the Canton Palace Theater, and we'll also have some uh, tickets to tour the Mansfield Reformatory. Have those for you as well. Which uh,
0: which Dunkin' Donuts is that? Thirty
1: nine twenty Erie Street South, Massillon.
0: I love it, baby. I don't think I've ever been there, but I will be Saturday morning from eleven to one.
1: I uh, I saw this this morning, and I can't believe people are surprised this is what would happen. But two idiots in Russia, Russia uh, were on snowmobiles, obviously, because it's the frozen tundra up there. And uh, they run into a bear, a brown bear, and a big one. And like a couple of morons... They're trying to capture this thing via, like, I don't know if it's GoPros or cell phones or whatever, but they're trying to, like, videotape it. And they get a little video of it. And you can see it. Again, I posted it. Facebook.com slash Stansberry Show there. And uh, the one guy goes by it without problem, without incident. But he gets pretty close. And so then there's another snowmobile rider. And at some point during this video, it's not very long. It's about a minute and a half long you see them on both sides of this bear, kind of like cornering it into an area so they can film it properly. Well, that bear doesn't know you want to take its picture. You're now just trying to corner a dangerous animal. Like, what do you think? And so now one of them goes by it on their snowmobile and the bear just lifts its paw and just takes a swipe at this dude. And like, I mean, the the, the headline is, Bear nearly decapitates snowmobiler, and it's like, well, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if we nearly decapitated him, wow. but it's not good.
0: I was going to say, I mean, like, do they do they show like the dude afterwards? You can't re- I,
1: I didn't see that. I, I, I just, I, as a matter of fact, I was a little guilty of just posting it at once I saw the swipe itself. So you know what? Let me press play
0: here. We'll find out. It um, it's it's very capable for a bear to rip your head off. Right oh god! So I uh, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past decapitation right there. Um, I I don't know why people, and I guess maybe it's just the. I mean, they're still chasing. I, it. I don't want to say like the ignorance, but like, you know, people just feel like they're made out of Teflon and nothing's going to get them. And they're like, ah, I'll be fine. It's 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 just a bear. It's gonna be dude, it's like it's an effing bear. Like that thing will kill you. I I I, sure. I I don't know why people think that like, oh, I'm I'm here and I'm I'm seeing a wild animal. This is something that I want to get myself involved in. Like you wouldn't you wouldn't step to like the edge of, like, a big cliff because it's like, well, dude, I could fall down and die there. You wouldn't, you know what I'm saying? Put yourself in a perilous situation in so many other places, but, like, it's a wild animal, and it's like, oh, I can take a picture of this thing.
1: No, you gotta be careful and stuff like that. Yeah, you do. Like, I remember, dude, when I first moved to Oregon, and that whole entire place is a national park. That's the whole state just looks like a national park. And... Dude, bears would just walk down the street. Like, they would just... I remember I walked out to my car one night. It was like 3 o'clock in the morning. Bar was closed. I'm like, I got the bank bag. I got everything. And I just looked down the street, and there's just a bear, like, strolling down the street like nobody's business. And I woke up the next day and I was telling people about the park. Like, dude, you won't believe what I saw last night. They're like, yeah, dude, we've lived here our entire lives. Like, mountain lions are like our front lawn, you know, ornaments. It's like Jesus, this place is nuts.
0: Where I mean, there's a lot of complaints you can make about Ohio. And don't get me wrong, I know bears are in Ohio, but for the most part, not too many wild animals that you really have to worry about here. I feel like not where we live. I don't think I I don't necessarily like you know think that there's just going to be you know a uh, you know a mountain lion. Cruising down the southwest side in Canton, so like, I guess that is one of the things that, like, you know, love it or hate it, it's decent for Ohio, right?
1: Yeah, I would, I would again, I would maybe take the risk of wildlife to live in Colorado or what you know, Washington or things like that versus having February three times, you know what I mean? Like, this. Dude, when I woke up this morning, and it was freezing cold, and like the, the, it, and again, they're calling for some snow earlier this yeah, morning. Yeah. I mean, dude, it just, I know. I've lived in Ohio my whole life, too, and it's like, you know, that whole thing. But it's like, enough is enough. Like, I am legitimately over it. Like, I, it makes me so, like, when I was driving yesterday, and it was beautiful out, I never think about leaving Ohio when it's beautiful out. Ever. Ever. The moment. Snow is in the forecast. I'm like, why do I live here? What am I doing here? I just, dude, It honestly, I think the older I get, the more it bums me out and I can't take it.
0: Well, I mean, I, I don't think that's uncommon at all. I mean, think about how many, well, you get old and the bones start getting a little brittle and it's like, you know what? I'm moving towards warmer weather. I, that that's That's the American dream, I think, is like... Um, No doubt. But I. uh, I, It sucks today, but like it's going to get nicer, right? This weekend's supposed to climb and get better and, you know, hopefully get a little nicer. Summertime coming.
1: Did you just give me it's darkest before dawn? (laughs) Is that what just happened with the goddamn snow, Phantom? That's what you got for me? You you got. Sorry your bones are old, but it's darkest (laughs) before dawn. That's what you're. Dude, that's how we're starting Thursday out? God damn it, dude. You just. Man, just a little bit more help than that, man. I just need a little bit more out of you than that. Your shot at $1,000, next on Rock 106.9.
2: Good morning. The Stansberry Show. Or the god of your choosing. Best morning ever. Kent's Rock Station. Rock 106.9.
1: Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. I uh, am currently being accused of sensationalism. Uh-oh. And I may have been guilty of it. Uh-oh. I don't know. When I get information, I try to pass it off to you. And I got some information yesterday, and it was not full. There, there it was a little open-ended. There was still more to be coming down the pike. But I got a message yesterday from a guy I know, a guy I've known my entire life and a guy that I trust, especially when talking about this. Like if he was going to if he would have emailed me and talking to me about the tax plan, I don't know if he knows this, but he knows this stuff. He's very 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 tied in. Okay. Really closely tied in. And he sent me a message yesterday said, "Yo dude, I have I think I have a heads up for you." Says, "I'm hearing he's a vendor. I'm hearing that Major League Baseball, this was yesterday, is going to send out a memo today." telling vendors to no longer use the team name Indians on gear as a team, as a name change will, will be here as soon as 2022. That's what he told me. And I asked him, I said, can you get me a either a copy or a photograph of the memo and send it to me that I can use? And he said to me, let me try and see if I can get you some more information, but they're very protective of this kind of stuff. He's like, they're like the CIA, you know. He's like, they're like the FBI, uh, you know, FBI with this kind of stuff. I've dealt with, you know, Major League Baseball before in marketing and using logos and the na He's like, dude, he's like, they take this stuff very seriously. He's like, I don't know if I'll be able to get you the memo. Okay, now he then did not get back to me yesterday.
0: Now, did he say to you that he saw this memo or he had heard of this memo? He.
1: Had heard that the memo was coming out, and he then would be, if they were sending it out, he would definitely be a recipient of a memo. Okay.
0: If they were sending it out. But at this point in the conversation... The memo had not been sent out. Okay.
1: He had heard that a memo would be coming out. Okay. And I had made that clear in my post. I said, look, I'm trying to track down as much information as I can, and I never went back to it because I never got any more information. Now, I had predicted when we were moving away from, from Wahoo that the name's next. Because give an inch, take 10 miles. We all know it's the way it works. And we've already heard the arguments. We've already heard people saying, well, it's the name too. It's this. If you're going to do this, then let's just do this. And so then people started to point to me to this. I guess Dolan spoke out in like, was it, Cleveland Magazine or something like that, one of those publications and said, yeah, we've heard people complain about the name, but we're not going that far. We're not, you know what I mean? Like Major League Baseball agrees that the name's fine and, you know, this and that. And I just said to the guy who sent me that article, I said, dude, this is early January when he said this. You know what's happened since then? The season started since then is what's happened. Like, I don't know if I can believe what Dolan was saying in January about not changing the name, because once upon a time, he told us he would never never move away from the logo either. Like, three years ago, he was like, I'm never moving away from the logo. Staunch. Never doing it. And then Rob Manford flew to Cleveland, and this is what... I thought about this yesterday. I can't believe there are people so far behind... In the conversation of things in the world, where you don't understand that Rob Manfred, Major League Baseball Commissioner, is not getting on a plane to come to Cleveland unless he already knows he's won the argument. You can go to the Yankees office and lose an argument. You can go to the Boston Red Sox office and lose an argument. He's not flying to Cleveland to lose. You're the Indians. You're not the Yankees. You're not the Red Sox. You're not. I know we as the fan base like to think we are. We're not. We're not. We're not. It, Dude, dude baseball is an East Coast sport. It's always kind of been that way. It, it is ruled and dominated by the Yankees and the Red Sox. Those are the premier franchise. We're just, oh yeah, that other American League team. We're just one of those. That's it. Rob Manford isn't coming to Cleveland to lose the negotiation. The fact that the plane came here, I knew. I was like, all right, well, we're done. He's coming here. We're done. You can't lose across the boardroom table from Tolan. And I do think that the name is going to change. I absolutely do. Because you've already moved. You've already shaken. You've already shown them that you can be bullied and muscled into making a decision you don't want to make. Because Dolan didn't want to make this decision at all. He hates it. He's being told how to run his business. Behind closed doors, guys who make that kind of money don't want to be told how to do anything. But you've already shown, so eventually they are going to get this. So why not just do it willingly? Why is, have to be forced?
0: It, 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 at this point, is there, is there any further development with this? Is there any update on this? Have I you have heard reached
1: it? out very early this morning. I don't know if this person is not awake. I don't know if I will hear anymore. I don't know. It was unsolicited, the, the message I got yesterday. He just hit me up with it, and then I hadn't heard it anymore. Now, I assume that that meant because he didn't physically get a chance to see a memo. Maybe that's why. I don't know. I haven't talked to him yet today. But I believe that this is coming. And I don't care what Dolan said because he once told us he wouldn't change the logo.
0: You believe this is coming in the broader sense, not that this is coming. Do you believe this memo is coming? Yes. You you think this is this I is, okay. believe
1: I believe that I ultimately I believe both. I believe the memo's coming and I believe the changing of the name of the team is coming. I believe that that's what's going to happen. Because again, if you give people what they want, it's not like, dude. You feel like that feeling doesn't just subside in you. Now you get drunk off it because you you accomplished it. So what do they want now? Well, now let's do this, and now let's do this. And why it bothers me is I hate cosmetic fixes to real problems. I hate them because Major League Baseball wants to clear this up because it's been like it's, it's been so it's been so awful to the Native American people, right? I'm not gonna argue that. Fine, maybe it has been. Where's the initiative to get more native Amer- more native american players in the league? Where's the initiative to make sure the nacho guy, the parking lot guy, the the, the ticket vendor. Where where's dude? where where is the actual betterment of the of the native american life experience in this country for major league baseball versus just going this is terrible change it. Like where is that?
0: So it's not that they're doing something it's not it's that they're not doing enough.
1: I feel like if you're going to make it such a big deal then you gotta go all the way through them all Which, then let's change the Braves, dude We're right, like, people are right about that Lynn, let's change that, Major League Baseball If you wanna tell me Because this has always been my point about Chief Wahoo Is it maybe a little insensitive? I don't see it that way, but fine If you want to, fine But You show me the Native American That did not become a lawyer, CPA, doctor Surgeon, or whatever Because of that hat You're not gonna be able to find me one, you're not And we can take it off the hat. We've done it. We can take it off the jerseys. We've done it. Native American life in this country didn't get any better. Didn't get any better. So what did it do? So if it's not holding you down and taking it away isn't fixing anything, then what are we really doing? We are doing a cosmetic fix to an actual problem, so white liberals feel better.
0: So that's what this is. Do you feel like no action is better than not enough action? If I was Larry Dole, if I was Dole, I forget
1: his name. Is it Larry or Paul? I f- forget which one is here and which one's, you know, got the Knicks. Which whatever, I would have dug my heels in and said, "Make me." I would have said, "Make me." But they did make him by giving us the all-star game. And I remember telling you that's what the trade was, and people were like, You're crazy. There's no way. There's no way. And again, I can't believe people are so far behind in conversations that you think Manfred could come here and lose. Dude, that gas went in that plane because he knew he had won already. He's not gonna fly here on the chance he could lose to the Cleveland Indians. It's I mean, that's crazy. I mean, it's just it, that it was so obvious. That I, find, that I find it crazy that people couldn't wrap their head around that. I'd prepare yourself for this. I don't know if the memo came out yesterday. I don't know if it's coming today. Maybe it's not coming at all this month. But if you don't think that name of that team is changing sometime soon, you are absolutely crazy. You give people an inch, and they want their 10 miles. You're shot at $1,000 right now.
2: Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword BANK to 200200. You'll get a text-confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's bank to 200-200. Rock 1069. Rock 1069.
1: Welcome back to the Ray Show. We're on Rock 1069. Online for you, WRQK.com. Um, I try not to, uh, or I have been trying to get a little bit better about being addicted to my cell phone as of late. It's right. not been going that well for me, but I got I to... Gotta, in my snapchat last night okay which is uh at sansbury show by the way okay and i don't use it a ton but i um i got a snap from a guy i know and i was like well that's kind of weird gimme gimme
0: gimme give, give a rundown of what snapchat is again uh, for all the old people like me i guess i don't I do don't know exactly what are you you're taking videos <laughs>
1: so well videos are pictures but you can alright so then you'll send it to me or mm-hmm. vice versa or whatever and you can set a time limit on how long it's viewable and if the recipient takes a screenshot of something, it tells you. Okay. So, essentially, dude, people created this so people could send dirty pictures of themselves to one another and then have them disappear in theory. Okay. Nothing, First of all, let's get that cleared up. Nothing disappears from any electronic device ever, really. There's a link to it somewhere. Somebody smarter with, than you with tech can find where that thing went, right? But it's kind of that, and then you, but you also have what is called your story, which is like your timeline. You can post pictures to that, and so normally, dude, when my inbox goes off, it's normally women, All right. right? Yeah. So my buddy Grant, who is a bartender here in Canton, Ohio, who has worked in many, many, many locations. I believe actually now he's at Fatheads. Okay. Is uh, which is uh, newly open. Sent me this snap last night. I was really tired in bed. I was like, alright. Well, no, 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 I don't have time for this. I'm going to sleep. So I wake up just now. Well, not just now, but I like looked at it just now, and he took a photo of two chicks at the bar pulling their shirts down and showing me their boobs and their bra. He's like, I thought you might like this, dude. Jeez. Apparently, they listen. I was like, yeah, I do like that. When the hell I gotta start opening stuff in real time. I should have been out last night. What was I doing? Wait, wait,
0: where where does all this information come from? What is Grant just sitting around like, hey, do you guys listen to the Stansbury <laughs> show? You should show me your underwear. <laughs> like, I, I don't know if that's a good if that's a good plan in the bar scene. Shut up, Grant. Keep doing your thing. I no. guess, man. No, wow. dude, he's good. It's not like he's Stansberry. You know, at least at least he's you like- at least you have the ability of like, okay, well, hey, do you listen to that show? It's show my show. Then that makes at least a little bit of sense. What's he like? Hey, do you listen to that show? Yeah, I do too. So why don't you show me your underwear? Good lord, man. That's amazing. Well, I think maybe you knew him. Okay. All right.
1: You know what I mean? All right. I think maybe he might be involved with one of the two okay. of them. I okay. don't know. Okay. I even well, I sent him back. I, I sent him back a message. I was like, dude, if you're not involved with that chick in the middle, get me introduced. Jeez. I might be into that one. I might. I, I might be into that. But I, I mean, that was a that was not the worst way to start. No, you know, start no. the second there uh, go. Second break at seven o'clock. There. I do have this study out of Harvard, which I found interesting, and I think parents need to hear this these days. There's been this thing now recently, and I don't know recently what that means. Probably ten years, maybe a little bit more, where parents are like, "I want to be their friend. They're not my. They're not my children. They're my friends." And it's ruined stuff. And constantly hovering over your kids and not allowing enough danger in their lives, I think is coming back to haunt us. We're actually seeing um, playgrounds in other countries start to add more danger, so kids learn that there's you know repercussions to their actions. And I think that we kind of need some of that. But according to Harvard, if you want to raise a successful child surprise, you start them as early as humanly possible with responsibility. It turns out that if you raise your kids with chores, they are way more likely to turn into a successful adult. That is one of those things that is so obvious to me that I can't even believe we had to spend money from Harvard to figure that out. Like How could you not just know that by by the way life is, that the sooner you prepare for something, the better you're going to be at it? They say doing chores at a young age ultimately increases professional success. So they say happiness comes from love, but success comes from preparation and conditioning and the constant learning of doing things that you wish you did not have to do, but let's just do them because that is how successful people do it. People think successful people love everything they do. They don't. What's, what makes successful people successful is that they are able to apply themselves with the same tenacity over things that they dislike as they do the things that they like. That's what makes a, a successful person. They say here, children are not bonsai trees. They're wildflowers. She says, don't shape them into what you, what you want them to be. Instead, we must love who they were created to be and encourage their growth. Now, this is somebody who is saying you should not raise your kids with chores. I disagree. Now, I didn't have chores in my house because my dad was the I'm not paying you to do things here. You live here. I feed you. Get your lazy fat ass off that couch and go do this. You moron. That was my dad. My dad didn't pay me to do things around the house. Now, did you have chores?
0: Yeah, I mean, there was stuff like it wasn't like a weekly chore list, but I think more than anything, it was just kind of like. Hey, this, you know, this room needs to get cleaned up. Like you have to go be a part of that. It wasn't like, it wasn't like, all right, Tuesdays, you have to vacuum or something like that. You know what I mean? Like it it was, it was much more. And I think it was just kind of like, well, help me. It wasn't, it wasn't like, here's your thing, your thing and your thing. It's so just it wasn't like a sign list. No, it was just kind of like, all right, well, if the kitchen, if the kitchen needs to get cleaned up, like
1: that's how my thing was too, where, where it was never like, all right. I mean, I had to clean my room every week, obviously. And that was like my thing to do. But if my mom was cleaning the house and I
0: was laying there watching TV, it wasn't like,
1: Daniel, your chores aren't done. You're not going to get your $10. It was get your ass off the couch and help me.
0: Now, there's definitely, I mean, and my mom will be, be quick to tell you, like, you know, yeah, you can say that, like, every time I was like, okay, here, I'll come do it. But I would say probably more times than not, I was like, shut up. I'm watching wrestling. I'm not well, doing that. You know what I mean? But like, yeah, yeah. I mean,
1: obviously I had I had a little bit of that going on, too. So I found this to be interesting because then people started to comment like, well, what can I let my kids do at what age? And I'm looking at this list. They have the chores your, your children should be able to do by their ages. And this starts as early as two years old. Now, it's been a, a lifetime since I have been around a two-year-old child. So maybe I don't have a full understanding of what they can and cannot do and grasp and what they're capable of. But they're saying to allow your children to fill the water glasses for dinner at two to three years old, change the dish towels out, sweep small areas, which how small is that broom going to have to be? And ultimately, they say a two to three-year-old should be able to set the table. Isn't that a little young for knives?
0: Um, Well, I I, I would assume that this is all supervised activity here. It's not like you're just telling your two-year-old, like, yo, go set that table and I'll see you in five minutes. This is, I'm sure, much more just the getting them used to stuff so it's probably you handing them a plate waiting three minutes while they stumble over to the table put it up there then you have to straighten it up but just giving them that like you do have to do something here where it's like when kids have to clean up their own toys because that's probably when you would start doing that is once they have motor skills and the ability to do that yeah are you going to have to go clean up everything else because they're just throwing things randomly in there yeah but if if nothing else you're just kind of getting them used to the concepts
1: at four to five years old your children should be able to sort clean silverware help you unload the dishwasher again a lot of knife, a lot of knives in there i don't know again eh, maybe by five help put away groceries clear the dishes from the table use your vacuum fold dish towels and clean appliances yeah i mean you could probably take like you know a wipe and wipe down the dishwasher sure six to seven years old should be able to clear the table help with simple food preparation and dust mop your floors now, this is where it gets weird. At six to seven years old, I can empty the dishwasher, but I have to wait until I'm eight or nine to load it, is what they're saying. Eight to nine, you should be able to load it, empty your trash out, wipe the counters, and hand wash large dishes. That seems
0: weird to me, that if you can load
1: it you should or unload it, you should be able to load it.
0: The only thing I was going to say is when you're unloading it, you already know exactly where those plates go. There's a set place in the counters, but when you're loading it, and this is something I'm not good at, is like figuring out spatial... like. Where can I fit more things in here? Because to me, it's just like, all right, throw this in here. And it's like, well, my girlfriend's always like, well, why didn't, you, why didn't you put this here and put this here? You could have fit in 10 more dishes. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm just dumb at that.
1: I am a bad dishwash load person.
0: Yeah, I'm bad at spatial stuff like that.
1: I probably wash dishes using my dishwasher probably, I would guess, three times too many per week because of not... Having a proper understanding of like, well, if you just did this and this and this and that thing moves and this part folds down, I don't know.
0: Well, and I think that's a part of the problem is I'll whatever I use Monday, I put in the dishwasher. Then by the time Tuesday, Wednesday comes around, there's already a Tetris game in there, and I'm trying to fit new pieces in there, and I just can't do it. So yeah, I'm 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 not good at that. Like like loading up like a truck, like when you're moving, like like my dad has shaken his head so many times at me, like why would you put that there? Why like what were you thinking? And I'm like I don't know, I just thought this is where it went. Really? Yeah, just not not my not my strong suit. Not, uh, so uh, so not so much with the Tetris then. No, I, I, Tetris. I think I'm all right because I got that music going and everything. But no, definitely definitely not. You know what I'm best at. Interesting.
1: I, um, I am also bad at top rack, bottom rack of dishwasher. Like, if you started picking up items in the kitchen and, and quizzed me on where it goes, I, I bet I would fail that quite I a bit. Know. I bet I would fail that quite a bit. 10 to 11 years old, your kid should be able to help you with the meal planning and then prepare simple meals. And by 12 years old, your your child, they say,
0: should be able to cook a complete family meal. Yeah. Yeah. You think so? Yeah. Uh, by 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 twelve years old by thirteen yeah i
1: at <coughs> my grand- my dad's mom was a phenomenal cook, so she got us into cooking very early. I don't believe at twelve years old, I could have made a dinner for four people that would have that everybody would have enjoyed
0: now I, I was going to say at the end of the day you do have to be realistic with what you're talking about here and with all this stuff obviously you knowing your kid is going to dictate whether this is or is not appropriate but like spaghetti and me, you know spaghetti and like meat sauce usually I mean by 12 you can boil some water you can you can you can brown some meat you know what I mean once again I think supervision should be a part of most of these things here Or oh, anytime like, the stove's on yeah you don't just want to be like all right 12 year old go figure it out but you know you know with my mom standing there you can't get it done
1: this is one of the things I'm very bad at in my life I enjoy to cook I, I like it like I really enjoy it but something I'm so dumb dude like this is one of the dumbest things I do I will go to the kitchen and let's say I'm boiling all right w- one of the things I have to do a lot is I, I boil eggs I, I eat hard-boiled eggs every single day it's just one of these dietary things anybody who is doing what I'm doing they'll tell you it's just like you need them it's just part of your life right and so I will routinely hard-boil 18 eggs at a time the amount of times where I will then take that pot off of that that the range and forget to turn the range off, I have gone, Bantone. I have made dinner. Jeez. I have made dinner, gone to bed, woken up, come and done the radio show, gone home, and realized that range was on. Bro, dude, you're gonna die. Not once. I, dude, the one day I was halfway to the agora. Wow. That's an hour. I was a half hour on my way up to the Agora and was like, oh, God, I can't remember if I shut that thing off or not. Turned all the way around, went all the way back, and it was shut off.
0: Son of a bitch.
1: I mean, dude, the the, the short-term memory. Somebody give me the study on maybe <laughs> where that went. I know. I got the study on the chores. Where did this short-term memory go? More Stan's Ray Show. Not that far off. You guys hang on. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Online for you at WRQK.com. Before the break, we were talking about uh, chores that your kids should be able to do and by their ages. And it's uh, it's surprising to me the the variances in people's responses to me on what their kids can and cannot do or what they are required to do. As a matter of fact, a woman we know who works with us, as a matter of fact, sent me in a text as we were talking about that said, well, apparently I'm the worst mother ever. And I know this not to be true of this woman. Um, I know her to actually be a very caring mother. And so I said, well, what's making you say that? Like, I'm interested to, you know, find out what you're saying that. And she's like, you know, um, I believe her daughter is 11 or 12 ish. She's like right there. She goes, it's not that she cannot make a meal. It's that she doesn't normally for us. Um, I don't really have a list of chores for her beyond cleaning her room and putting her own clothes away. I'll might tell her to feed the dogs or something, but that's about it. Um, yeah, I, I think that was probably a little hyperbole on her part, maybe a little sarcasm. I don't think you're a terrible mom at all. I think that's probably more standard than not. I'd be interested to find out what the actual percentage of kids who actually do have like a solid chores list still
0: is. I think you're the worst mom ever. I know you're listening. Still, you're a terrible mother. You're the worst. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> hey, you know, it, there's really what it boils down to for me is that chores are a good way to ready your child for expectations and that's Jobs. kind of that's kind of what i think kids need in life is support and expectations and a good combination of those two things usually leads to i think what is a well adjusted you know adult so you know whether it's you know because here's the thing it's like sometimes it's probably easier for some families where it's like you know what i've already got 18,000 different things going on with my kid and i want to give them a little bit of time to just be a kid so they're getting their expectations from going to a soccer practice and choir practice and piano and this. And it's like, you know what? I'll just take care of mopping the floors this week because it's just going to be easier for me to do. I, I think that's fair. You know what I'm saying? Like, I get where I get where you come from with that. Um, it's just it's yeah. just you've, you've got to find what works for you, your family and your kids.
1: Amanda said another list that she has found another chart for ages for kids and what they should be able to do. Um, oh, this is all this is all a joke. I actually the, the first couple. Well, no, the first couple are totally normal. And then the last one's chainsaw the trees and bushes. I almost fell for that one. Thank you, Amanda, for that. I, uh, I did not grow up with a chores list. Um, and I can tell you, I mean, I was just told what to do, when to do it. And it wasn't the, you know, it, 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 it wasn't a set list every week. I can tell you as an adult that I struggle with lists and, and and working all the way through them still to this day. And my guess is that had it been a little bit more structured in my life while growing up, that I may be better about those things today. Um, and my dad would have told you that he didn't really, really get that even in his household because both his parents worked so much um, that he barely ever saw them. Um, his dad worked probably 80 hours a week in the steel mill. And my, my grandmother worked probably two, I think two to separate jobs when he was growing up. They weren't around a whole lot that he didn't really learn that until he went into the air force, the military is what really taught it to him. And so he was like, you know, and, but he tried not to really do that to my brother and I like kind of, you know, do that. And I think there was just this thing where they were worried about, Um, too much and and, and too much responsibility and let kids be kids. But looking at it now as a 40 something year old man, I would have preferred a little bit more rigid. This is the way you do it. Get things done first. Um, you know, discipline creates freedom. I would have rather have had, uh, you know, probably not then, but now in my life, I would have wished they probably would have, should have probably taken a little bit of a firmer hand with my brother and I. You're shot at $1,000, 810 on Rock 106.9. 106.9.
2: Welcome
1: back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're online for you at wrqk.com. Um, speaking of the website, wrqk.com, we apparently had a podcast issue yesterday. So I, during this last break, because I don't, because I just care about you this much. There it is. I was going to say, I don't want to listen to Bon Jovi, but I bet my boss doesn't want me no, to say don't that. Say so that. I went down to my office mm-hmm. and um, have reloaded yesterday's podcast. Give it a few minutes, should be popping up for you shortly at wrqk.com. Yesterday on the program, which will be in this podcast, we talked about this Fresno State professor who had tweeted out, and I'm going to paraphrase here, I don't have the tweet pulled up but right in front of me. You know that Barbara Bush was a you know fantastic racist, and she you know birthed a war criminal, and you know uh, she can't wait till like the rest of the family dies. I mean that's that's what she had said, and I fig- I said that I don't care what people say at all, like I don't. But that similar tweets would be viewed as hate speech if it was said about a different person, but because it was said about a conservative's pre- a conservative president's wife, we don't care. And I was making the point that. This is why people have a problem with the left, is that we are wildly, wildly inconsistent. And I would like us to be a little bit more so. And this guy argued with me all night and then ultimately tells me, well, dude, I agree with your point. I'm just playing devil's advocate. It's like, dude, I don't need you to play devil's advocate with me on my Twitter timeline. I got, dude, I do that. I have one of those. And, dude, and ultimately, at the end of the day, Phantom's better at it. So, like, dude, I got, I don't need devil's advocate. All right, but I told you yesterday that this woman would not be fired because of who she said it about. I told you, and sure enough, the Fresno State president came out and said, "Look, she said what she said as a pri- private citizen. We, you know, we disagree with her, but we, you know, obviously respect her right and like all this stuff." But we know what would have happened had this gone the other way. Yes, we do, America. We do, and this is my problem with Twitter: is that had it gone the other way. This is what liberals are better at than conservatives. Without a shadow of a doubt, liberals are better at this than conservatives. Whipping up the online community and earning the support of a a worthless cause to remove somebody from position. The liberals, we are fantastic at this. We headhunt and job remove better than any group in history Ever. We're just, as a matter of fact, it's pretty much the thing we're best at. We're not good at pretty much anything else. This is what we do. And conservatives need to get better about it. I don't know what you're not doing with it, but it had this gone the other. We've seen tenured professors fired for tweets before. Because people kept telling me, well, she's tenured. It's happened. This country's fired tenured professors before over tweets.
0: Example? I, mean, I don't
1: have it, but I remember we did the study. I remember because some okay. people were telling me, like, dude, you guys had did this, so we did it. It's happened. Tenure does not mean you are just bulletproof from anything. Now, if you molest a student, guess what? Tenure doesn't protect you.
0: Now, Fresno State, the president has come out and said that tenure doesn't necessarily protect the professor who tweeted about Barbara Bush. A professor with tenure does not have blanket protection to say and do what they wish. We are all held accountable for our actions. And they did not comment specifically how they're going to handle this because I'm sure legally when it comes to a union professor like this, they probably have to wait until things happen. That is
1: a follow up response that, that came after the original one I read where, he, where they were saying we're standing by her like we are not taking action that's i mean i tweeted it i have the photo i tweeted it yesterday it's in my timeline and i said not for, so not fired got it like i mean so i know the original statements out there cuz i tweeted it they were looking to stand by her. Now, this may change in the days to follow, because maybe what's going to happen is what I'm asking for to happen. But liberals are way better at this than conservatives are. You, they whip up their base and go headhunt for jobs better than, in, better than they do anything else, for Christ's sake. I mean, dude, they are very, very good at it. And if I was on the right side of politics, and I'm not, but if I were, I would be studying how they do it. What makes, when do people decide to pounce or not, and I would learn to sharpen that skill, because it is going to become a, well, it's already become extremely valuable. And so this guy arguing with me last night, is like, well, take you for an example. Like, you can't say whatever you want on the radio, but you can say whatever you want on Twitter, And I said to him, I was like, dude, you don't think morning show guys have been fired for what they said on Twitter? And just this morning to prove how wrong you are, and I'm not going to tell you the tweet it was, I was asked to remove a tweet from my timeline because my company didn't like something that was said. And
0: guess what I did? I removed it. Restaurant employees are fired for stuff they say on social media. So, no, that, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, like, what? Again, this uh, is one uh, of these guys that's talking to me
1: about First Amendment and free speech. And (laughs) I said to this guy, this country needs a First Amendment seminar more than it needs anything else. Because because it's the First Amendment, everybody thinks that they know it. And because it's like this thing that you have been told that you should hold so closely to your American ideal that you think you understand the First Amendment better than you do. Most of us do not. Notice, I said us. Not you.
0: Now, you know, I guess you can point at Fresno State and say, like, hey, they have a responsibility to act here. And, like, I would agree with you and I would say that this woman should be fired for what she said. Um, but, I don't even want her fired. But it's, it's, it's. It, I said yesterday I want so, her fired, but ultimately, so I do, don't, I was ultimately, say. I
1: don't care.
0: So you I, do not want her fired? What,
1: no, what I, no, ultimately, I don't want anybody fired for what they say on Twitter. That's what I want. You but what? I don't live in that goddamn world. So what we do need to do then is if one side gets to do it, then the other side needs to be able to do it fairly. You know, liberals,
2: equality. So, so,
0: so saying in a public forum, like, just because it's Twitter and it's online, therefore, like, so if I go out on the street corner and let's say I work for whatever, I work for Rock 106.9, I go out on the street corner and I start screaming Rock 106.9 sucks, my boss is obviously going to have a problem with that and fire sure. me. But If I say it on Twitter, I can't be fired for that.
1: what What I would prefer is that when you are not at your place of employment, for you to be able to be who you are and not have it necessarily affect your job. Now, that is not the world I'm going to live in because the rest of us can't handle that.
0: So, okay, like...
1: I don't believe my company should care about what I do when I'm not on their premises, as long as I'm not harming anyone else.
0: I I, I guess at that point, you're getting into the debate of like, well, what's harming someone else? So like a physical violence is is, that's where I
1: that's where I call. That's what I call harming.
0: But if you're, you know, I guess uh, white collar crime, it's like, well, maybe that's not as bad. You know what I'm saying? White collar
1: crime harms people. It does. It hurts people. And so uh, at the end of the day, what this woman said is hate speech. What this woman said, wishing death on the rest of the family. If you would have said it about a female president, or if you would have said it about Michelle Obama, we know what the we know, we, we know what the double standards in these things are. I shouldn't have to run you through them. You all know what they are. There is this double standard here. That this would have been, by the way, it had to have been first of all, what did I say yesterday while talking to you about this? That none of the news outlets were covering it except for Fox News and the Daily Wire. Now, since then, people jumped on it because they were because other media outlets were being called out via social media where's your story on this and sure enough the articles I read on it were were the the rest of the news organizations came on board but then it, they did exactly what I told you they would do yesterday which is in the middle of the article they start to tell me why it's okay that she did it
0: do you feel like this is all exclusive to the left because I feel like that's yes. the thing that's this is this is only happening on the left
1: I believe that this I believe that they headhunt better than the right does and when much like how like Bill Burr always says this about women's issues in this country not that they get fixed but people listen I, I, and when then and the difference here is when liberals bitch people listen when conservatives bitch you go stop calling us snowflakes conservative that's what happens when the liberals bitch people pay attention and again you know I'm telling you the truth because I lean left we are better at this than they are but what this woman said was hate speech under the guidelines of what other things in this country we have called hate speech. And if we are going to remove a checkout clerk from a retail store over tweets, then how are we not going to hold an educator to the same standard? It's not a First Amendment issue. At the end of the day, people had... Dude, Laura Ingram's got a First Amendment issue, and David Hogue's removing advertisers, which, by the way, Laura Ingram, ratings up 20%, by the way. Up 20%. By the way, because what do I always tell you about boycotts? What do I always tell you about protests? You bolster the thing you're trying to take down. This was hate speech. And had it been done the other way, it would be called out as such. And I want consistency in that level. Liberals headhunt better than they do anything else. And it's because it's pretty much the only thing they're good at. It's why it's the only thing they do. And it's starting to get a little bit annoying. And it's important for people like me who lean that way to look at that group of people and say, stop. You are ruining the perception of the rest of us that aren't on this crazy side. Your shot at $1,000 right now.
2: Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword WIN to 200 You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's WIN to 200-200. ROCK 1069. 1069.
1: Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show. We're on ROCK Time. We'll get you hooked up with what is it? I know what it is. Louis Blackton There it is. That's what it is. October. Uh-huh. October
0: was of than that.
1: I, uh, that. That was a little reminiscent of that brain fart I had yesterday on the air when I was in the middle of telling that story. Guys, I know a lot of you will never know what that's like, but when you were broadcasting to a large group of people and you were in the middle of speaking and all of a sudden your brain just goes, <laughs> it is the loneliest feeling in the world. I was... I was mortified yesterday while that was going on.
0: And and the thing is, is like, I felt like yesterday, 11 out of the 12 breaks were good, man. We came out swinging. We were feeling strong yesterday. And then that happened. And dude, just this feeling in the pit of my stomach, because I'm trying to throw you a lifeline, but I didn't have it to give to you. And I'm like, oh, maybe it was this. Maybe it was this. Maybe it was this. The problem
1: is, you didn't know the end.
2: Right. Like a lot I don't know time, where you're
1: going. A lot of times in some of the things we're talking about, you've read the article, you kind of know, so he can be like, all right, dude, he kind of forgot where we're at here, so I'll, I'll kind of like help pick him up. But Fantone had no idea what the end of the story that was. Personal it personal story. Like, I, dude, the look on your face, dude, you were, you were like, I want to help you, dog, but like, I don't know, you're you on know your own on that one. You're on your own on that one. And I felt... Terrible all day about it It was just oh God, That
0: was really embarrassing Now you know Everyone makes mistakes At their jobs No question about it But most people don't do it In front of thousands of people So I understand that And now like, And like I said I mean you had You know you, you had every other Every other break yesterday To hang your hat on Of like nah dude Well yeah that 12th one Got a- away But the 11 were good And it was like no Dude the only one that matters Is the one that sucked It I'm didn't re- even suck that bad We were fine No it was fine I'm reading through this Reddit
1: thread right now um, where women who are uh, in, f- in fulfilled relationships are explaining when they knew that the dude that they have is a full-on keeper. Okay. And these types of um, behavior will help make you a keeper for those of you out there looking to enter into relationships, men. And like any other list of things where people are saying, I like this, there's obviously going to be some where I'm like, yeah, I can see that. And then others where it's a little maybe overboard or a little crazy, because I think sometimes um, people's expectations of what their partner should provide for them um, is wildly askewed because you just seen too many people sitting around coffee shops on TV shows and fall in love while not having jobs in the middle of the day. But this woman says we were on the couch and I fell asleep. And after a little bit, the sun started streaming through the window and I woke up on the couch and his hand was shielding my eyes from the sun. And I thought that was a sweet gesture. He's the one.
0: Why am I blocking your eyes from the sun if you're asleep? And was he going to keep his hand there all morning? Like, why didn't he just close the blinds? How needy are you? Like, like that's one thing to be like, oh, well, hey, he thought of me and closed the blinds. But was he just going to sit there like that all day? What an idiot.
1: What an idiot. That's, uh, that, that's crazy. Another woman here says, I knew my boyfriend was a keeper because about a year into our relationship, my dog died. I was devastated. My boyfriend insisted on coming with me, even though he hadn't hadn't slept in about 30 hours. We'd go to my parents' house. It was raining and miserable. I wanted to bury her in the backyard, but with all the rain, it was just impossible for me to do. He ended up in his jeans and socks, scooping the clay-mud mixture out by the handful. Shovel was pretty much useless. You can remove the dirt with the hand, but the shovel's not going to help you. Okay. At one point, my dad said something along the lines of, you didn't sign up for this, did you? And my boyfriend responded, I signed up for anything in her life. Both me and my dad knew right then and there. He's a keeper. It's been six years, and we're happily going strong. Yeah. In about two more years, he'll start working late, and that's when he bangs the secretary.
0: Dude, I definitely buy into the concept of bad times are kind of what bring couples together, and like that's definitely, I think, the strength of my relationship, or where at least I knew where it was like, all right, this is a good thing. But like... I, okay, your dog's dead. That's terrible. I'm sorry. Brokenhearted. We're crying. We're gonna have a moment together. But like, yo, it's it's like pouring down rain. Can we wait till tomorrow to dig this out? <laughs> like, why? Like, why? Why did you have to? Why was it so imperative? Was a pet cemetery where you had to get that son of a bitch in the ground? Like, you just didn't let it wait.
1: So let me get this straight. I need pneumonia
0: right? <laughs>
1: before you, just, you know I love you. you couldn't, Got couldn't, it.
0: Can wait there.
1: This is one where I believe I get myself in some trouble here. Okay. Because I believe I do this too much. But a woman says here, I would rather you just be honest and risk upsetting you than lie. Someone who is willing to tell the truth, even if it means a bad outcome for them, is a special kind of person. It's easy to keep someone happy with lies. I believe I can be too honest. I'll give you an example from just Tuesday night. I met a woman. I met up with a woman i we have been kind of like you know digitally speaking for a little while we're like all right well let's go grab drinks right and she got a little blunt with some of like the conversation nothing rude or out of line or whatever but we just started to like plainly lay out what maybe each other was looking for from the other one okay And she had been saying something about some of the text messages that I sent her and she was like, well, you know, at one thing I felt this and then I was like, well, maybe he's pulling back now. He hasn't been texting as much. Maybe I'm getting ghosted what's happening here. And she said to me, she goes, I just wasn't sure if he's into me or not or if he just wants to sleep Like, what the deal was. And so I am a very honest person and I feel like if you're just honest and as long as you're honest and do what you said you were going to do, if that person gets mad about that, that's kind of on them because you told them. But if you kind of lie and kind of like half step and kind of do this stuff and then they get upset with your behavior, then that is on you. Yeah. All right? Yeah. So I just, and this is, the, this is an example of me being willing to tell the truth even if it means a p- horrible outcome for me. And I just bluntly looked at her and I said, I'm probably in the space where I want to have sex with you, but I'm not into you. Is that okay? Like, are we allowed to be in this manner? And the look on her face at first was, I don't want to tell this guy, yes, that that's okay because of what it is. You know what I mean? Ultimately what it means. Right. But you could see, like, I probably still want to do this. And she was like, and she did say to me, she goes, I can't believe you just said that straight to my face like that. And I was like, I don't have time. To lie to you. I don't have time to run around and keep these balls in the air.
0: I just don't. Yeah, that's what I was going to say is, I mean, really, all you're signing yourself up for once you start lying is more lying. You know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, then it's going to turn into and you just keep spinning those plates. You keep spinning those plates. Eventually, they're all going to come crashing down. Exactly No, I, I get that.
1: Another woman here says, I knew my boyfriend was a keeper because when he thinks I'm asleep on the couch, he pulls the covers over me and kisses me on my cheek. That's a pretty low bar for keeper. Right.
0: Yeah. But I mean, maybe, you know, indicative of like the bigger caring that he does. You know what I'm saying? The small gesture kind of shows the, the, the greater picture there.
1: Yeah. What may be happening here is Reddit might be farming out part of what yeah, she said. Yeah. Um, this uh, this woman says, I love it when he does something nice for me. and doesn't expect something nice or sex in return. Ladies, there has never been a guy who did anything without the expectation of something at the other end of it. That's uh, part of it. Is uh, even if the expectation is just you being happier and complaining less. There's, dude. First of all, there's no selfless deed ever. There, there it just it cannot happen. That's sayings are sayings for a reason, and it's because they're true. I th- this all feels like very low bar stuff for keeper for me. Or or maybe what I'm finding out is that my uh, criteria might be a little too high, and maybe this is why I'm single.
0: You know, you brought up that the point that you brought up with that woman of. Uh, you know, hey, I just have sex with you and and, and i, I don 't want to necessarily spend time with you um, Do you feel like that 's really what you were saying, or were you just trying to set that table uh, so that you wouldn 't have to deal with that, not leaving the possibility open because that 's the thing I think is a lot of people look at it like You know, hey, I don't want this because you don't want it now. It's like if you allowed that to develop, if you allowed that to grow a little bit, would it be like, oh man, maybe I do want this. But since you don't want it in that moment, you shut the whole thing down. I wanted
1: to say what I said so that if. After sexual activity, I don't get that thing that switches – that switch that goes off in you of, oh, man, maybe I really like this person. That if that doesn't happen, that that person is not upset about the fact that it did not happen. so Because I told her this, and that's why I don't feel bad saying it on the air. I believe she, albeit maybe subconsciously, is misrepresenting her – intentions of what happens here. I think behind it, there's a little bit hope of maybe something legitimate comes out of it. And I just don't see it at this time.
0: Yeah, I, I feel like you you are I don't see doing it. a little bit of uh preemptive you know damage control where it's you know like well I could see this going off the rails and I could have sex with you and you fall in love with me and I don't want to you know I don't want to do that with you so all of a sudden it's like well no I'll just tell you and maybe in this circumstance I mean maybe this is the way that it is I just feel like if you find yourself doing that on a regular basis with everyone you date that's you, a problem then it's you. Like, right, yeah then I would agree like, with that well, yeah you know.
1: no I have no problem agreeing with that I I think there's there's um. I mean, I don't know her all that well. You know what I mean? So, like, you just do... People hide who they are for a while. You know what I mean? So she could be crazy
0: for all I know. But she could be great. You know what I'm saying? I will
1: admit that there's been enough stuff... Even when you take out the sexting out of it, like, there's been enough conversation via text message. And even actually she called me last night on the phone, which was really weird. And she's like, can I just call? And I was like, oh, mm, God.
2: Okay. But I was driving
1: in the car and I didn't want to text. So I was like, right. yeah, dude, I got, like, you know, the Bluetooth through the dash. And so, like, I did that. But I was like, God, the phone? Really? But um, but I would admit that there's been enough things that she's into enough cool things, there's been enough cool references where I'm like, all right, dude, you might actually be a cool person, but I don't know, and since I don't know, ultimately, this is the truth. I don't know what I want, so I better, I'm better i better off telling her that I am more on this end of not wanting so much versus telling her, no, I might be interested in this, and then having to about-face and hurt somebody's feelings. I believe strongly in, I'd rather be blunt with you, tell you exactly what's on my mind, and risk making you mad now versus making you mad later because i think the amount of anger if you do it sooner versus later is you get a lot less and ultimately even if they're upset they have to respect the fact that you were willing to say exactly what it is you think and not play games and ultimately i am willing to take that risk that you will respect me for my honesty versus throw drinks in my face which has happened more than a few times itself more Sansbury show right around the corner you guys hang on we brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRTK.com. Before the break, we were uh, running through this Reddit thread that was kind of explaining what women, um, how they decided that the guy that they were with was, in fact, a keeper. So I had forgotten that I have a perfect example of how not to be a keeper. All right. Okay, a friend of mine in the radio business. Her name is Heather. Um, normally goes by Heather B on the radio. Um, has worked everywhere in this country, but she's currently in service and in, uh, in Canada. She, Victoria, BC, is where she is right now, and she's freshly there, like just there. She had left Montreal and uh, and has taken a job in Victoria, so she's just been there about maybe a month. Okay. And so she's entering in the dating scene. Heather's a very attractive woman. Um, she's wildly, wildly um, uh, uh, confident about her boobs. <laughs> she she feels like she's got some of the best boobs in the game, she says. And I would agree. They're very nice. So she's uh, she is a very dateable woman, right? But she posted this yesterday, and I asked her, I said, can I discuss this on the program? And she said, absolutely. She's like, I posted it on my Facebook. We're going to talk about it on the show I do tomorrow. So yeah, she's like, you're free to go. So she had met this guy, and I don't know if it was like Bumble or Snap or like whatever, but they, you know they kind of like met the way people meet now or whatever, right? And so she at first thought, yeah, I might like this guy, and then I don't know there were some douchey things that happened. She was like, all right, maybe dial it back and kind of like pulled back, right? So the guy then sends her messages, and I don't know where these came. I don't know if it was to her phone or Snap or whatever. Okay, but he says, hey Heather, what's going on? In case you're still looking for some strong, healthy male company. I've been feeling extra sweet lately. Here's a post workout snap I took yesterday, just in case you forgot what I look like. And it's him like stark naked. Oh. What left arm like folded, but so his hands like gripping the back of his head, so the elbows right at the top of his head. And this dude is ripped up. I mean, beefcake ripped. All right, this dude's in good shape,
0: just dude. All
1: right, now I don't know if she, because I didn't talk to her on the phone, so I didn't get a whole. I don't know, it's edited, I cannot see his penis, so I don't know if she created the heart that covered it or if he did that to be cheeky. I don't know. (sighs) So her response to him was out of nowhere, really, creepy, I'm good. Which... I would imagine is going to be most women's responses for an unsolicited D pick.
0: Now, I mean, I, I, I know there's going to be examples of when it worked, but I would love to see a study of how many times the nude or D pick worked for the guy. Where it's like, I've said this before, where me and my relationship, where me and my girlfriend have been together for four years. If I'm like, yo, you know what? I'm kind of horny, horny. And like, you know, her getting a D pick from me, it's like, well, yeah. She likes because, that D. Right, that's the We're together. You know it. what I'm saying like we're right. we're we're tied to hip here but if you are like in the dating phase or if you are in like the we feeling each other out or we haven't slept together or we're not official and, and like you uh, those unconsensual D-picks, guys they're not working i cannot imagine a very high success rate
1: so this is people today though right so he responds to her. She's called him creepy yeah. because, dude, they hadn't talked in days and this is like his opening salvo. Right. Right. So she's like, dude, that's a little aggressive for like, you know, trying to spark conversation back up. And I would agree. So then he responds to her by saying, wow, babe, so hostile. I send you a beautiful picture of my hard work and you call it creepy. Jeez. We obviously aren't in the same league if you're still dishing out shame and negativity on others. Maybe you're having a bad day. I hope it gets better. I know deep breaths help a lot angel like emoji and this is why i love heather right here her response a minute later she wasted no time you are a truly disgusting human being who literally visually assaulted a complete stranger you weirdo you took a creepy hole to a whole new level i hope this piece of art works better on your next victim peace out and love you stupid hippie Because again, like he's kind of got that mentality, like she's shaming him. You see that? Like I felt like that was such a weird, like he feels like he's being shamed. It's like, bro, you did this thing you should not have done. It's okay to tell people that you're 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 forcing me to look at you in a sexual manner naked without my approval. That's a she's not shaming you, but the mentality of people today is so crazy, right?
0: I um I I, I just don't get it. I, I I understand even if okay, so this dude's ripped like this dude. I mean, cake.
1: dude, he honestly, dude, as a guy who's currently back in the gym trying to get in shape, if my body ends up coming out looking like this dude's, I'll be pumped.
0: Now, if 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 that's the life you live and that's who you are, that's fine, and I understand that that's probably worked for you a lot. Like, let's be real, being in great shape, I'm sure has gotten you laid plenty of time. I times, mean, dude, he's got a six-pack. But that doesn't open up the door to like, all right, well therefore everybody wants to see this. Now, is it any different than him like, I don't know, being shirtless? I mean, yes, because you're sending it to her specifically. The penis.
1: The penis is where it goes too far. If you wanted to be like, "Hey, I just got done in the gym. Here's my upper torso." and to try to seduce with visual, I like it. I I or not that I like it, but like I think that that's probably okay. It's probably still not something I do. It's probably not something I would do, but I don't think it's crazy for a guy to get done working out and try to seduce a woman because you're your your body like that. But once you go to, like, genitals, I think you gotta be real, real careful with that, and I would urge most people to tell you that unless requested, I would not send it. Guys, I guess maybe maybe it's me. Maybe it's that I just don't feel as if I have a Dude, I'm not that proud of my penis. Like I'm I like I like it. I'm happy with it. I'm stuck with it. So like I've I've I've, right. I've I've wrapped my head around it. You know what I mean? And it's a pretty solid relationship I have with him. We get along, you know what I mean? But I'm not so proud of his accomplishment. Like, I'm not hanging him off the fridge. Well, you know, yeah, what I mean? like it's, it's, I can admit my kid can't call her in the line. It's
0: it's not a lack of accomplishment, it's a lack of like visual appeal. Like at the end of the day, do you really think you've got that photogenic penis? That's the one where it's like, man, chicks are not gonna be able to keep their hands off of this thing. No, dude, you got a normal one just like every other dude, just there, like all of us. There's
1: a reason why there are ten male porn stars. Your shot at a thousand dollars, next on Rock 107. Six, nine. Welcome back to the Sainsbury Show on Rock One Six Nine. You can listen to the podcast via iHeartRadio and WRQK.com. I have uh, reloaded yesterday's program. Apparently there was an issue. It is online right now at WRQK.com. Uh, so if you missed yesterday, it is now available for you. So I saw this, and um, it just it, it shows the changing of the times, I think. And I don't really have an opinion on either way about whether it's good or bad or whatever, indifferent. It just, it is a noticeable difference in the times from when I was a kid till now, where The Rock now. We've known for a little while he's been kind of hinting maybe there might be a political run, and you know he's been appealing. He put, it, I believe, an exploratory committee together to start talking policy issues and get him boned up on, on some things and like that, which I like as a guy who's going to think about doing it, start preparing as early as humanly possible. I can respect that, right? But, and this is a story that I um, – it's not really a story, in, but it would have been when I was a kid. Because now he's saying he's going to launch his own brand of tequila called Mana, I believe is the name of it. Had a guy who was thinking about running for president created his own brand of tequila when I was growing up, I think it would have been counterintuitive to his, to his goal and may have sidetracked that goal. Now, I could be wrong because didn't we have, I mean, didn't Carter had the beer, right? Or was that his brother?
0: I was going to say, I'm pretty
1: I- sure it was Jimmy Carter's brother who had the beer. Was it Billy Carter had his own beer? So maybe I'm wrong here, but I, but it, 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 it this feels like this would have derailed. This feels like it would have derailed a presidential hopeful in the nineties. Not so much now.
0: Yeah. It was his, it was his brother. That was a part of Billy beer. And like that, I mean, was probably enough back then for all of it sudden to be like, oh, I don't know. This guy's brother is involved in the alcohol industry, but now you're right. I mean, it would make absolutely no difference Um, for better or worse, I mean, I guess you can make the argument of like, well, why should it matter if, 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 if the, if the president has, you know, his own line of alcohol, Well, you
1: know what it would have been though. And, and is that you would have been then supporting consumption of alcohol on some level not that a president has to come out and like be against it but there's something like where you're like co-signing this is okay you know what i mean like we would have held a president to not have that standard like i remember again remember this was a story this was hot like people were mad and i didn't get it but i remember obama went to a basketball i think he went to a college basketball game and he had a see-through plastic cup of beer the way most people go enjoy sports And that was on every news station for like a week. The president drinking beer. And I was like, yeah, he went to a basketball game. Like, what's the big deal? I assume the president, after a long day, pours himself a glass of scotch. Like, what? Like, why, why, why can't a president have? I thought that was like the strangest thing in the world.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, I just countless examples of presidents consuming alcoholic beverages, but it, 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 it used it, to it, smoke on TV. But it, 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 it differently, a different time when it comes to the morals of the country and kind of where people can stand on a moral high ground now. Because I mean, whether you like live or like love or feeling different towards the president now you have to admit that drinking alcohol is very small potatoes compared to other things. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, it's like, well, if, 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 if if Trump vodka has already been a thing, then why would the rocks matter? You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. It's just, it, it, we, I, I think, I don't know if it's, are we changing? Is the, is the system? I don't know what it is, but we are allowing things that we would not have in, in 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 times past. And I don't necessarily think it's just a Trump thing. I don't. I think this has probably been
0: sliding a little bit for a while. I would agree, but I think he accelerated it. I think he kicked things into over. Oh, if we're
1: going to make the statement that he put the foot on the gas pedal, I won't deny that.
0: Now, The Rock would be, I mean, uh, you know, I guess alcohol really not that big of a deal because like I said, Trump vodka already a thing. So if, if the voters weren't that concerned about that, I don't see him being that concerned about that. But The Rock would be like the first tattooed president, do you think that's going to be like a, a moment of like, Ooh, I don't know. This guy's got tattoos all over him. He's the first who who else got ink. I mean, did none of those guys had ink? We didn't see.
1: I don't know none that I know of. I don't know of any. You're right about that. Like I can't think of it. Clinton didn't have a little tattoo somewhere.
0: It is rumored that Teddy Roosevelt, FDR, James Polk, and Andrew Jackson all were rumored to have uh, tattoos i see that teddy roosevelt is the one president who has a confirmed tattoo on his body only confirmed only confirmed that i that i'm seeing right here i mean this is the internet so god knows we don't know if it's true or not but fair
1: um when's the first time we see a president with full sleeves right gotta be soon Can't be within our
0: lifetime. I mean, if you're saying soon within the next 50 years, yeah, heavily tattooed president, I think, is is a fair assumption. I think sleeves
1: tattoos for president, probably not real far off. I could see that. The tattoo acceptance thing is, I mean, it's really, I mean, it started a few years ago and it's like a snowball. Like it's all the way downhill now. Like, I, I, like everybody has them now.
0: Yeah. Roosevelt had his, Teddy Roosevelt, this is, had his family crest on his chest. So I don't know. I've I, 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 not seen a picture of it. I'm seeing a picture of the crest. I'm not seeing an actual photo of it. Do but- you
1: know, I don't know off the top of my head, how out of the 45 presidents we've had, I don't know how many served in the military. Because I know tattoos in military branches can be pretty common. So I would imagine another president who had
0: served. 26.
1: 26, 26 of the 26, sir. so
0: essentially half.
1: I'm willing to bet there's, a, there's an anchor or something or, you know what I mean? Like there's, I feel like there's probably a military tattoo on one of those guys, but we don't have confirmation. I was
0: going to say, I mean, and we're talking about non-modern presidents, Andrew Jackson, Dwight Eisenhower is the is the, mo- is the most recent of those of those oh, presidents wow. right there. Okay, so like wow. so uh, you know, I- again,
1: isn't that weird? Like for as much as for as much as this country and sometimes they like to fake it this country does about the love of the military and and, and the veterans and that whole thing. Like don't you think it's a little weird that that's that that, that that's not more of like a criteria piece? For people to cast their vote for somebody who actually did serve the country because of what a unique view you would have into foreign policy that way, that you would be a little bit. I'm surprised we don't hold that to be more of a, well, he didn't even do that. How are we going to let him do that? Or she or, you know what I mean? Like, I'm surprised. For as much as we like to do planes over sporting events and flags and don't kneel and this, for as much as we get all hot and bothered about all that kind of stuff, I am surprised that's not a stronger piece of criteria while picking out a leader for the country. I have a list of things you need to get off of your Facebook right now. We'll give you that after hooking you up with this $1,000. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. This Saturday, you can join me as I will be at the Dunkin' Donuts. 3920 Erie Street South in Maslin. I'll be there from 11 o'clock in the morning till 1 p.m. in the afternoon. I'll have tickets to see Bill Engvall. We'll also uh, get you hooked up with some tickets so you can tour the Mansfield Reformatory and obviously some Dunkin' Donuts gift cards on hand that day as well. Saturday, 11 to 1, 3920 Erie Street South in Maslin. Man, oh man, Tiger Town, get
0: ready. Stansbury coming for you, baby. I, uh, I like it I know you
1: do. I've been looking at a couple of houses out there, as a matter of fact. We'll see what happens with that. I am so indecisive on things like that, and then I, I get close. I'm like, no, because I don't want to move. It's gonna be hard, and I'm lazy. Like I'm so that dude. Like,
0: I've, uh, I feel like I feel like there's been like conversations were... we've had. We've pushed each other, and I'm like, all right, Stansbury, hey, this, 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 and you've been like, yeah, 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 and then no, no. Yesterday, pants <laughs> was
1: like my mom. He was like. Did you call that nice man back about that house? And I was like, No, uh, uh, no I didn't. And then I called, and the guy didn't pick up the phone. And I didn't leave a message again. I should call him. That was a nice house you sent me, actually.
0: Yeah, it, it, I, it I is. should call that dude. That it was a, that was
1: actually a really nice house. I should call that dude. I uh, I need to get that done.
0: All right. Well, coming up ten five, I'll tell Stansberry. Hey, did you call that guy? Nope. And then he'll walk out of the studio. I won't see him Shut again up. for an hour. All right. Okay. <laughs> um, I
1: this is, I, I find what we're about to talk about right now very interesting. And um, because it's a look into who you and I and the audience is. Okay. All right. And um, I've been harping on this kind of a lot lately, broadly, about the fact that I can notice a very big change in human behavior from when I was growing up in the America I grew up in. Versus now. Now, I understand that some of that is going to be that I was looking at the world through child's eyes then versus adult now, but I can still tell the difference in people.
0: And uh, I think there's a little bit. Yes, of course, you know, you're going to have a different perspective on things from when you're a child to when you're an adult. But like you also have to remember you're in your mid 40s now. So it's like, yeah, within the last 40 years some change is going to happen. Uh, you yeah. know what I'm saying? You look at where the country was 50 years ago, which was essentially the civil rights era to what, what, what is now. I mean, a lot's going to change in your lifespan. That's a fair
1: point. That's a great analogy because it shows you how drastically things can be different um, in, in short but ultimately long periods of time. And I, bring, I, I set it all up that way to say this to you, that while, while I was growing up, and I'm, I'm assuming a lot of you listening are near my age or probably even maybe older. That when I was growing up, that if a company had broken your trust that we were done and it took forever for that company to rebound. Not that they couldn't, but it would, it would be a, a lot of uphill work for a company to regroup after losing your trust. Okay, Facebook just went through this huge thing where your trust had been broken. Okay, people were outraged. They were bitching about it. But you were doing it. We were doing it on Facebook. You see what I'm saying is I believe that we, the consumer, are becoming less discerning on what we want to hold as like my privacy and, you know, uh, my personal things and like. Where now it's like, oh, yeah, that happened, Uh, whatever, dude, as long as I can go online. And I remember telling you, I was as guilty as everybody else. A red box came up and said, hey, look, be careful what you're doing. I was like, shut up, Zuckerberg X. I want to judge my friends, right? And I just, I can't believe that they are going to make it through this Essentially, I know they lost some money in the stock market, this and that. Ultimately, though, the users are still there. They're going to get through this unscathed,
0: pretty oh, much. Oh yeah, I mean they didn't lose actual money. You know what I'm saying? It's not like Mark Zuckerberg lost actual money. The, the, Share the, price up few days. Their, their their stock price will bounce back. Right. I mean, it's not it's not it's not out of line to think. That. I would assume it would. And it just it really goes to show you how much. Uh, the how deep those claws are into us and like yeah i mean you're right because if 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 50 years ago you A know
1: soda company had done something
0: you were done with that soda yes uh, you 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 definitely had more and i guess maybe it's because I don't know maybe, maybe maybe people were different or maybe it's just like this is just a different the circumstances are different it's easy to walk away from a from a from a cola when there's 10 others well i mean and yes you can go on any other website and get your entertainment from facebook or you can get your entertainment somewhere other than facebook but it is the central meeting place of the internet
1: that's definitely a factor i would have to imagine another factor is the fact that um uh, your attention is way too diverted now we're back in the day, dude. When a story was a big story, it was the only story that got reported, and they harped on it nonstop. So you were constantly thinking about it. You can be distracted by the fact that Facebook did something awful while being on Facebook. Where that was, a, you were not going to be distracted from whatever that company did to you in 1988.
0: And if nobody's ringing the bell for you anymore, if nobody's reshoving this fa- this story into your face. It's very easy for us to quick stuff or to forget stuff where it's like, you know, a story from two months ago at this point in my life feels like two years ago because there's been 28 million stories since we initially talked about that. And it's like, well, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. What were those guys doing? Sure. You know, yeah, there was a football protest. But without somebody like shoving that in your face again, you know, it happens
1: to me all the time. The amount of times I'll run into somebody who listens to the show at like five, six o'clock in the afternoon, and they'll tell me what we talked about this morning. And I can't remember because of how much information is constantly going in and out of all that. It, I, it happens to me all the time. So I, I'm, I'm talking about this because I have a list of things that if they're on your Facebook account, profile, status, whatever, that you need to yank them off according to this article, and they give us a couple of reasons as to why for each one. And some of these I would think are, well, no S. Sherlock type. You know what I mean? Like a kind of mentality, but apparently they're not. A couple of them I wouldn't have thought of. They say your travel ticket should not be online. If you have a boarding pass for a flight, don't be stupid. Don't post it on social media. We shouldn't have to explain why. I realize there are predators and people who commit robberies out there. Now, I would agree. Now, here's the other thing I'll tell you, and because this, this will similarly apply to things we give away on the radio. If you take a concert ticket from the front desk of this radio station, go to your car and take a photo of it and go, thanks, Rock 106.9. Obviously, we love that. But I would tell you to make sure the barcode of said ticket is not in the photo as then like people who are smart digitally can mimic that ticket. And if they go to the show before you, you're not going to be able to get in.
0: So I'd be careful about barcodes. And anytime that you start announcing you're going on vacation or even maybe at a lesser extent events or something like that. What do I
1: say about Fourth of July?
0: Right. I mean, you're telling people where everybody is. You will not be home.
1: You know where everybody is. Your credit card or debit card information should be off of your Facebook account. Why would you have ever done that?
2: Yeah. (laughs) Why?
1: They say it's really easy to receive a payment through Facebook now. In fact, people do nothing but talk about payment. Facebook will automatically offer the service. If you receive money, be sure to disconnect your debit card from your Facebook after. I would never.
0: Oh, they're not saying like, hey, you just posted up the numbers. You use it through Facebook to purchase something. You leave it in like your cookies and then it's left over. I would love to say, boy, I would never. But, dude, how many times do you use your online account for something and you're like, yeah, it's fine? I don't know if
1: I've ever bought anything through Facebook like that. I don't think I have. Now I do a lot of shopping via eBay.
0: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. And what's the difference? Right. Or,
1: I mean what's I mean dude, if you can get into Facebook, you can get into eBay. They say your relationship status is something that should not be on your Facebook. If you become targeted for any reason, whether there's competition in your workplace or someone from your past doesn't like you or whatever, why would you give them the info about who you're in a relationship with? Now again, this is I'll give you a perfect example of what I'm talking about. When I worked afternoons once before, we were very guarded about those things because that's like, well, this is the show. That's my life. We were very guarded. But today we do. People don't think about that stuff at all. Like we don't think about it at all.
0: And that's a lot easier said than done. I mean, in the sense of like, yeah, if you just started dating somebody, but like, dude, if you've been married for 10 years, what? There's going to be no pictures. You're not going to talk about her at all. Like, I
1: I don't think that's all that likely where you go on vacation. They say insurance policies factor in social media now. According to This Is Money, travelers have been robbed of their possessions while on vacation and due to publicly posting about their plans to vacation. They were risking having their insurance claims denied because the insurance company is essentially making the argument of you basically, this is like leaving your, your, your car open with the keys in it, which I still think is BS. What, the, the, the guy who robs my house doesn't assume I work during the day? Yes, I that's mean, that's be dude. That's
0: insurance company BS, right? Well, there. I was gonna say and that's the insurance company being an insurance company. Yes. <laughs> right there, yes. Like.
1: Something else that should not be on your Facebook um, account is your manager. Why would anybody add their boss on Facebook? Tell them you don't have a social media account. That's a lie. And if you get caught lying, I think that that's probably worse. Um, I know a lot of people privatize their Facebook accounts and their Twitter. I don't really have that luxury because I'm looking for as many people as humanly possible. Um, but I, if I worked a what I will call a standard job, I view this to be a non-standard job, but if I did, i Would rather not be friends with the people I work with via social media.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, especially your boss, but I think maybe even your friends at work. Be careful. Yeah, be cautious. Your
1: friends will turn into enemies real fast, especially over competition at work. Location services is another thing you should get off of your Facebook. If you publicly disclose your location on Facebook and expect no consequences, that's simply foolish. What more needs to be said? I don't know. I, I guess I do this all the time. I check in from everywhere now. Part of that is is that I'm looking to seduce business into being advertisers for the radio station. So hey, business, look, I like you. Let's maybe get into business together. That's why I do that. But I so I don't. I've never. So as a guy who checks in multiple places every day, I have never had a negative interaction with that. Doesn't mean
0: you can't. Uh, I was, I was going to say, it's just like anything else where it's like, hey, we're at Applebee's having a great family dinner. And I'm going to go like, around okay. your house.
1: You're absolutely right. Where your child attends school. Child predators are truly no joke. In fact, a report by the NSPCC discovered that sexual offenses are actually on the rise. Dear God. Yeah, I don't know if I would love having where my ch- children go to school on my personal Facebook page. I think you're allowing people w- too far into your
0: life. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, all that's gonna and take. I just said that. All, all, all that's gonna take <laughs> now is okay. Well, I see that you know, you know, uh, Jimmy Stansberry. He goes, you know, to Mrs. King's class. He's in the first grade. At this point, now I can, you know, hey, Jimmy, oh, hey, you know, your dad told me to come pick you up. And, you know, I know, you know, Mrs. King said blah, 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 blah. The more information you have, the more official you look. So, yeah. Don't talk
1: to a stranger. Well, how does this guy know everything about about me? me. I'm not a
0: stranger. Uh, He must not be a
1: stranger. He must know my dad. Photographs of your children, even they say, get them off your Facebook account because perverts are looking to use them and sell them and like um, do whatever with them. I don't even want to put that imagery in your mind, but like, so photographs of your children, they say, get off your Facebook, which by the way, if you're a parent, then at that point, what are you doing on Facebook? Because this is what you're doing with it. I, I, it's showing your family. That's what Facebook was for, was to show people your pictures. To right. be like, hey, you live in California. I live here. Here's here's the recital.
0: I understand where that comes from, of like, don't put pictures of your kids on the internet because God knows what's going to happen to them. It's good advice nobody can follow. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. That's what it is. It's, it's, it's what it it's is. It's just unlikely.
1: And here's the big one. And here's something you and I cannot do. Because when I started this... Show I started a Facebook for the show, Facebook.com slash Sansbury Show. And I remember saying on the show that my plan was to then delete or deactivate my personal account. And a lot of you expressed discomfort in that and did not want me to do it because you feel like you get a different look into me via my personal account than you do on my uh, on, on on the show's account. Now that was true but given social media guidelines in corporate America these days, I believe they're probably going to get more looking exactly the same because you. I am always a representative of this company, no matter what, no matter where. You can tell I was just told this this morning, right? That 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 I'm a rep, I'm a representative of this company at all times. So I still they say delete the friends you don't know. And I think that that's probably really good advice for most people with their Facebook page. Like, what are you connected to people you don't really know for? Right. I think you're opening up yourself to a lot of, uh, well, fraud and like those types of things could probably come from that hacking and like that kind of thing, although most of your information already been out there. But I um, that is one of those things. That I am kind of in this situation where I can't really do that. I have to more unfollow than delete. But for what they're saying here, that wouldn't necessarily protect me from what they're they're warning us against. But I agree up and down this list. I think it's going to be very hard for most people to do this, but it is, I think, ultimately at the end of the day, solid advice. We do have that Lewis Black tickets. We will pass those out. That will be next on Rock 1069.
2: The Stansberry Show. Canton's Rock Station. Rock
1: 106.9 106.9 Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9 Pass out those Lewis Black tickets here momentarily. I, uh, I'm reading this now um, from cleveland19.com where we've had yet another commercial airline plane have to go down due to an engine catching fire. This time Delta. The flight had to make an emergency landing in Atlanta after one of its engines caught fire. The plane had left Atlanta Wednesday, um, headed for Heathrow Airport in London. It returned to the airport when the crew reported an engine problem. Fire crews then met the aircraft on the runway and extinguished the flames on the engine. It was uh, then towed into a gate and all the passengers got off safely. Nobody had died in this one. Uh, no one was hurt in the incident. FAA is investigating. That's two in a week, dude, from engines just like failure.
0: The thing is, too, is like airlines can't even point and be like, well, we don't have the money to do this. Like, dude, you have record profits, all time highs. And it's like if you're not taking care of the safety of what's going on. Are they all time highs right now? All time highs, dude. I didn't know that. Highest they've ever had in their entire life and in in, in the entire history of the of of the companies.
1: Now, again, this kind of goes into what we were just talking about, right? We're trust of consumer. I'll be interested, because Southwest was the other one, who I've flown a thousand times. I've flown I've flown Delta a thousand times. I have no issues with either one. But these are the two companies who are in the news, and I'm interested to see if there will be a reduction in tickets purchased. Now you I know nope. what you're gonna say. You're nope. gonna tell me if ticket price is fine. People are still going to go. You think so?
0: so whatever, uh, whatever the cheapest option I have available to me, that's what I'm going with when it comes to flight. People are going on vacations. They're going in 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 you know to funerals. They're going to stuff where they kind of feel like, hey, I have no other option of how to get there, and I have to be there now. And as long as it's cheap, I mean, dude, how long ago was it? it wasn't even a year ago they dragged that dude off that plane, and everyone's like, oh, I wonder what's going to happen to the airline industries now that that was May Delta right? airline. right? Name like, that oh, airline. Oh, exactly. I I,
1: I, I I think I know what. You- which one it was, I don't, I don't know for
0: sure. So it's just like at this point, until until something happens, and even if something does happen, I'm talking like even if there's a crash and people die. I mean, at the end of the day, airline flight is unbelievably safe, especially when you compare it to car travel. So there's just going to be like, eh, no, it's not that many. It's not that big of a deal. It's fine. And we're all just going to keep paying it because what else are we going to do? It just seems weird that we had two in a week. Um, I... I've been on some
1: scary flights. I've had a couple of brushes up against some things that I think probably maybe my brain thought was maybe worse than others. I've never really been in a a awful situation. Like, I I was friends with a guy. uh, We were coworkers back in the day whose wife had to do an emergency landing and, um, like, in a field. And, like, then she had to, like, hop off the side of the plane and go down, like, the inflatable chute and that whole thing. And she flew later that night.
0: That, not me, dude. From from what from what I've heard is that when it comes to like airline, when it comes to like a crash or an emergency landing or something like that, most of the time everyone's going to be fine, even in a crash situation, like an emergency situation. Um, but when something goes wrong. That's when it all goes wrong. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. it's, it's a, it's an everyone's fine or everyone's dead moment. Now I don't know how true that is, but that's what I've been presented with. And I don't know. I kind of kind of buy into that where it's like, you know, all it takes is that one more mistake because that's what it usually is, is it's, it's compounding mistakes and that pilot has to make one bad decision. And all of a sudden poof, everyone's I was, dead.
1: I was freaked out on a flight coming back from Vegas. One year this is guys a long time ago now, probably 10 years ago. And um, I was I was flying back from Vegas, and I was legitimately starting to worry. Like the plane was starting to shake, and I've dude, I've done that flight back and forth to Vegas. I got I don't even know, probably 200 times at least. And um, I've was kind of coming back, and the plane started to, like rattle and shake, and everybody around me seemed fine. And I'm a little jumpy to begin with, you know what I mean? And so like I then start kind of like working out my fear. Like, it started underneath my breath, but then it started to get a little bit more, and then a little bit of that Stansbury anger started to bubble. Oh, you can
0: tell when Stansbury's nervous, upset, worried about something, the first thing you do is start verbalizing it. The first thing you do is go to, like, ranting about it to yourself, but in earshot of people so that they'll know, like, that you're concerned. Stay away
1: from me. and that, Yes, and that, and I'm working it out in my head, because I hear my voice so much during the day that when I'm thinking about things, like, it's hard for me not to then have that part of it. I don't know. It's just part of it. And so I'm in the seat, right? and I'm just like, "Oh my God, I'm so going to die on this plane. I've been an awful human being. I don't care about other things. I should be more involved. I should do this, and'm going I'm going to behave I'm going be, hey, to pay the ultimate price right now." And I'm like going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. It's like now ten minutes later, planes shaking all over hells half acre the whole bit. The guy across the aisle looks at me and goes. Half hour ago, I thought you were nuts, dude, but I'm with you. We're going down. <laughs> oh, my God. And you could just see the look on, like, the, the flight attendant's face of, like, oh, my God, we better get that one dude under control. He's going to turn the rest of these people against us. And I had that guy full on, man. He was, like, starting to text his wife the whole bit. He was like, dude, this thing is over. We landed safely, obviously, as I'm here doing the show for you. But that was – it was scary, man. There's, I'm not afraid to fly at all, like, not even a little bit. But every time – I hear that engine kick on on the plane, and it's more takeoff than it is landing. I feel like, ah, dude, as we're coming down, it's like, even if we were planning to land, if something goes wrong, we'll probably be okay. There's something about taking off where I'm like, this isn't safe. And every time that front wheel of that plane just lifts just that little bit, I can't lie. I get just this much religious it's like when you see a cop on a freeway turn his lights on and you hope he's not pulling you over, where you pray just a little, like where you just get this much religious. It happens to me every single time that plane takes off. I worry just a little bit. That I'm going to be unlucky, and I think ultimately at the at the end of the day, it's egotistical. Like who are like I'm so important that
0: something is going to happen. Like right, I think God's going to bring that entire plane down just because just Stansberry to, just right. to make
1: me pay for something. Like it, I do believe it comes from an egotistical place. Lewis Black playing October fourth, Akron Civic Theater. Let's send you. We'll take caller twenty five right now at one 7625 And then Teresa will get you hooked up with $1,000 at 1010 this morning. Aside from that, we're done. Be back at it live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. You guys have a great afternoon. Stay warm. See ya.